0: stretch your hands out toward toward me, please, right now. Father, I draw wisdom, counsel, and prayers from this congregation, those that are online, from that great teacher, Father. I turn myself over to that great teacher, the Holy Spirit, to teach us, Lord, today how we can stand strong in the midst of the, the stress that covers our nation and our land today, Father. Father, remind us, Father, that revival isn't when churches are full of men, but it is when men are full of God. And I ask you, God, that you fill this house with the presence of a holy God. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Everyone in this house, can you say amen? amen. Good to have all of you, and and I want to thank you. I want to thank our church and the board for doing this uh, little get-together uh, after the service. So, I encourage every one of you to Come back there and and wish me a happy fifty sixth birthday if you can. <laughs> I will uh, just leave that alone. I'm going for that. <laughs> Praise the Lord, Amen. When we face times of chaos, such as we see in our nation, natural disasters or personal crises. It is a time when we can stand strong in the midst of the distresses that are taking place in our nation. Now, you notice that word distress? You take the the DI away from it and it's stress. Everybody say stress. How many has ever had stressful situations? How many has ever woke up and just had a bad day? How many has ever woke up and had a bad year? Things happen in people's lives. Things that become annoying things that just want to stick to you, that don't want to walk away from you and you try to kick them out and they just kind of linger and linger. But regardless of the pressures that we face in life, we can choose to continue striving on and let the enemy flee from us and say, stress, you cannot stress me out about my son's, about my daughters, about my children, about my job, about the economy, about what's going on in America, I refuse to be stressed. Somebody say amen. Amen. In the book of Psalm, chapter 46, we'll read a few verses there. The nations raged, the Bible said, and kingdoms were moved. But the Bible said he uttered his voice and the earth melted. We continue to read on and it tells us in in the seventh verse that when the earth melted and the nation raged and the kingdoms were moved, it says, When the earth shook and trembled, the foundations of the hills also quaked and were shaken because God was angry. I don't know if this may come as a shock to you, but God from time to time does get angry. Amen? Remember in the New Testament when he chased the, uh, the people from uh, bargaining and, and in, the, in the temple? He chased them out. He said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. Not the bingo parlor. Amen? My house shall be called the house. where people come in with problems that the doctors said that were impossible to cure. When the blood work or the MRI or the CAT scan said, we don't know what to do with this. God says, I know what to do. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Stress is pressure that we feel against us, pulling us in more than one direction. And the stress is a similar but more serious because Distress is intense pressure that comes on people when the enemy tries to destroy them. That's why he said in verse 6 that the nations made an uproar and the kingdoms, uh, they tottered. And he raised his voice and the earth quaked. What are some of the sources of stress that people feel today in America? I believe number one, the pressure of our modern environment. We live in a modern environment. Amen? And I'm just so puzzled by what three-year-olds can do that I can't even even do my age. And do it right. I can do it, but not right. But the last few weeks, I've been sitting in my living room, and all of a sudden I get a FaceTime call from my three-year-old grandson. And he's going, hey papa, hi papa, just waving. And he doesn't have a shirt on. I said, What are you doing shirtless? He said, I'm fine. I got I got my shorts on, he said. <laughs> I said, Who dialed the phone for? He said, I just got it. And then and then I, I I big sissy comes on. She's gonna be 10 uh, next month. And she says, Well, he knows how to he knows how to do that. And uh our nation today has so much technology. There's so many things that are going on in our nation and the pressure of keeping up with an environment that is trying to tell us that we need to have a green deal or we can do without fossil fuel. Well, these things bring so much stress in our country. And then the stress of, the next one is the stress of the consequences of making a wrong decision. How many have ever made a wrong decision? How many have ever made two wrong decisions? How many wish I quit calling numbers out? Everybody makes decisions that are wrong. But the good thing about making wrong decisions is that you see them and you name them for what they are and you don't do them again. So there are sources of stress that come, the pressure of the modern environment. The consequences of wrong decisions. Uh, Striving against God is a wrong decision. People are under conviction today. They won't come to church. They don't want to come to the house of God. They don't want to change their lifestyle. Uh, You can't change your lifestyle. The only one that could change you, if you read the Bible correctly, is the Word. The Word tells us right here, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things, say old things, have passed away. I sing a song called, The Old Man is Dead. And I'm not telling women to kill your husbands. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, The Old Man is Dead. And it was a song written by Dale Wade, a friend of mine. He's from uh, South Texas. And uh, it's about, I used to live such a wicked life. I had nowhere to go. But then I heard the preacher talk about Jesus. I went down to the altar and I prayed through And now today, the man that you're looking at, it's not the same man because the old man is dead. See, Paul the Apostle said that we are dead to Christ, amen? You got to kill the passions of the enemy that tries to destroy you and bring havoc to your life. So the stress that we face is striving against God, you don't want to do that, contending with circumstances other people's unrealistic expectations of you, vocational stress, criticism from others, trying to look nice to compete with your sister. And then by the time you try to catch up to her, she's went from a brunette to a blonde. One lady said, Lord, please, I'm going to go in for surgery, she said. Please, Am I going to make it? Will you promise me to have life? Would you protect me? And the Lord said, yes, I'll protect you, dear. And this lady went in, and when the Lord told her he would protect her, she decided to go get a whole complete makeup. Tummy tuck, facelift, all of that stuff. And the minute she got out of the hospital, she was looking real good. And all of a sudden, she went out on the street and got hit by a car, got run over and was killed. She got to heaven. She said, Lord, I thought you said you were going to protect me. He said, I didn't recognize you. (laughs) We live with circumstances in life, things that happen that we don't know what are we going to do. How can we overcome this little word up there called distress? How can we overcome that? When you get a phone call, and the phone call is not a good phone call. No matter what the external pressures are, the real battle, listen to me, this is going to help you. Look this way. It's taking place internally. The real battle is in your mind. And the Bible said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You know what David did? David said, to the giant, you're not going to put me in stress. My brothers are cowards. Eh? They don't even want to do nothing. I'm out here because you're, you're trying to defy the armies of God. And then he got up there and took five smooth stones. And he told Goliath, he said, Goliath, you come to me with a spear. You come to me with a sword. But I come to you in the name of the Lord. And this day the Lord will give you into my hands. This day I will decapitate you. And you know what David did? He decapitated his fallen foe and made sure he was dead and showed everyone how you can get ahead. <laughs> Sometimes to get ahead, you got to run toward the enemy Amen. and not let him chase you down. That's right. Don't let him chase you down. Don't let him harass you. Don't let him disjoint you. Don't let him destabilize you. Somebody say praise God. I believe God leads us out of situations, especially abusive ones or dangerous ones. But in other circumstances, we won't fully escape pressure by walking away. Because the striving and the contending is an internal civil war that we take with us everywhere we go. How many, I remember giving up, how many ever were, were smokers and you gave up smoking? Let me see your hand. Remember how difficult that was? But if only someone would have just told you what God said, if God wanted you to smoke, he'd have put a chimney on top of your head. Maybe you wouldn't have a problem with that. And people chew tobacco, they have a problem with that. You know that cows don't even put that stuff in their mouth. All right, I know. Uh, Better stop here. I'm going on a toll here. I'm going to have to pay some more money to get off this road here. Distress, distress, distress. God can enable you, my friend, if you have stressed out, if you are distressed with life, God can enable you to walk through stress victoriously and peacefully. How can he do that, Pastor? Number one, the key is to know God. Say, I know God. God. Most Christians would say they know God, and in sense they do. They have accepted Jesus as their Savior. They have received his forgiveness for their sins, and they will go to heaven when they die. But to truly experience, you have to talk to stress every day. Yep. so you won't become part of my life. How many of you know that that's important? Amen. Amen. Second, who is the God of the Bible? He's the God that sent David out there. And David destroyed Goliath, the giant. How can we know God in a personal way? I'm so glad you asked me that. Number one, spend time with him. Can you say that with me? Say, spend time with, God. spend time with God. You know, I mean, a lot of people have time to watch soap operas. You know, they go from as the world twirls to the edge of night. When they get out of the edge of night, they're ready for general hospital. <laughs> but God does not want you to spend time in the world. See, meditation on the world produces fear as of meditation on the word... Will produce faith. What is faith? We we'll know what faith is. Faith, the Bible says in Hebrews 11, is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things that are not seen. You don't see the hand of God everywhere, but you sense His Holy Spirit. Amen? How can I know God in a personal way? I have to spend with him I don't I know Gail real good because I've spent 50 years with her amen if I hear her call me I know when she calls me that when it's a good call and a bad call (laughs) the good call hey Louis but when she says Louis Torres why would she forget my last name, which is her name now? But when you you begin to identify with people and their habits, their behavior patterns, when you spend time with God and something's not going right, you know that you have to come to Him and say, Lord, what am I doing? What what what's What's it that I'm doing? Where where am I missing this? And then secondly, find out what he thinks. What he thinks when he sees you. How does God see you? I am so glad God sees you and me a way that nobody else sees us. We look at people today in a totally different perspective. The problem with so many parents is they want their kids to be perfected immediately. You need to quit looking at your children through a microscope. Start seeing them through the telescope. Where they are gonna be when they get there? Because say, none of them have arrived. No, no, No kid has arrived. Kids think they know everything. But they really don't know a whole lot. You know a little girl says, well, you know what? I'm getting ready to, I can't wait till I'm 18 years old. I'm getting out of the house. I'm getting out of the house. I can't stand it. I can't wait for Mr. Perfect to come and sweep me off out of this world. And when Mr. Perfect comes, yes, he sweeps that little 18 year old girl to the land of diapers and dishes. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that literally exciting? But life is about spending time with the people you love. And God should be the first one that you love. And find out what he thinks about you reading the Bible. I'll tell you what he thinks about you reading the Bible. 2 Timothy 2.15 is a study to show yourself. Approve them to God. A workman that does not need to be ashamed who is rightly dividing the word of truth. Observe God's ways regarding your circumstances and those of others people are looking at you i had an opportunity to talk to a longtime friend i mean i can talk to him whenever i want to uh but i don't like to bother him i know he's a busy man and he is the the very famous most known for people of Teen Challenge. David Wilkerson was the founder of Teen Challenge. They called him the father of Teen Challenge. He was the spiritual father of Nikki Cruz. He's also a spiritual father of myself because he's the founder. But David Wilkerson passed away. It was whenever think, people think of teen, think of Nikki Cruz. He's been in our church. He's been in our home. He's uh, He was with me and Gail when we wrote Destined for Hell, my autobiography. We were in Amarillo, Texas. We were at the hotel there. He was in, in room. Uh, And I was going to speak that Sunday morning at the church, and uh, he was going to speak that night, that Sunday night at the Civic Center in Amarillo, and that Monday night, and in the middle of the night, while we were writing the book, uh, you know, the enemy began to attack my wife, like, uh, through her mind, like... She had a dream that I had got back on drugs and that I was doing stupid stuff and she was all uptight and woke me up and out of my deep sleep, you know, I don't like to be woken up when I'm asleep unless it's an emergency, but it was an emergency for her. She saw a vision and she saw my mother crying. That's my son. Why is he going back on drugs for? God, I thought you healed him, but she was the vision came to her so that she could understand what people go through when they go through difficulties in their lives. We got people here that your kids were on drugs. Thank God they're free. I talked to to Jacob just for a little while the other day, a young man whose parents are here today. And he was so messed up and, and, and you know, just just in a, in a world shut down and he was... He, he called me from work and was telling me how, wanted to tell me that all was well, that he was doing good and that, you know, he just wanted to talk to me. And I said, well, good. And, and he said he was going to take some time off and come see his mom and dad. I said, in Tulsa? Yeah, well, then you need to come see me, man. He said, oh, I will, Pastor. So anyway, but I, I'm just telling you, if you want to keep out of distress, stay close to the people That will not bring stress on you. Amen. Look at somebody and say I am allergic. To stressful people. Amen. You have to learn to become allergic to these kind of people. So how can I. How can we know. God in a personal way. Consider. This. How Jesus walked with inner peace. Peace. Despite the difficulties of his life, I just think that for a little bit, he was going to die. This morning, when I was uh, getting ready for the service and meditating, because I always always have my messages already ready two and three days before I come here, but I just go through them. I thought of the song, "I Was Guilty with Nothing to Say." They were coming to take me away. Then a voice from heaven was heard that said, let him go, take me instead. That was the song the songwriter wrote, but it was Jesus that they took, and he said, I should have been crucified. I should have suffered and died. I should have hung on the cross in disgrace, but Jesus, God's son, took my place. Isn't that right? He took your place. I said, He took your place. That's why you're happy today, because you didn't have to go to the cross. Consider how Jesus walked with inner peace, despite the difficulties that he had in his life. And then, how can I know God in a personal way? Be transparent. With the Father regarding how you really, how you really think and feel. Hey, you can't come to God and try to put on a little front for him that everything's okay. Amen. You, you, you got to be upfront with him. Because if you are not upfront front with him, he cannot touch you or heal you unless you're trying to come to the point that this is what's going on. And then take time to listen to his voice speaking to your spirit. How many know that God can speak to your spirit? You know I can always tell when I pray for people that uh, when the Holy Spirit's speaking to them because all of a sudden their eyes get watery uh, uh, something changes into their into their body you can see their body is doing and, and it's nothing to do with me what I'm saying because I have no magic in me at all whatsoever I'm just here a servant of the lord i've been I've been doing this for Almost fifty-three years now, and and I know when someone is broken, when someone is hurting. A lady posted a picture of her son that was facing fifteen years in the penitentiary in Okmogi. I I I call it Okmogi, but in Okmogi, he was facing fifteen years for something he said he did not do. I don't know. She believes him because she's his mama, and that's fine. But and but they, you know, and I I don't know, but. The family has known me for many years. And he told his mama when she was visiting him in prison, I can't wait till I can go back to one of the meetings that I was when Brother Luis Torres was, was preaching in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. He said, I, and she said, I just wish that he'd just walk into this jail sometime and see me. This was about four months ago. And she sent me a message through Rita King, who was our soloist for years and worked with us who was Jimmy Swigert's, um, one of his main vocalists for years for Brother Swigert at the uh, family worship there center. And the mom called me, and I called Oak Mogi Jail, and they said, yeah, you can come. And I ended up going to see that young man. And he said, all of a sudden, the detention officer said, you have somebody to see you. And when he came out there, there I was. He said, my prayers have come through. And then we just began to pray. We began to make some phone calls. And then the mama called me. And she says, they're dropping all the charges against my son. And she sent me a picture on Facebook. He is working for AutoZone now. Had his AutoZone shirt. (laughs) See, this is what keeps me going, folks. See, some of you folks don't even know. You know, you have to understand that... White people don't worship God like Spanish people. Most of you people got regular blood in your system. I have a little bit of chili sauce in mine. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, you've you've been to a black church, been to a white church, a Spanish church. I've been to all kinds of churches. You go to white church when people praise God, they go, hallelujah. You know, sometimes kind of stoked, hallelujah, praise God. You go to Spanish church when they pray, they go Hallelujah, sea el nombre de Jesús, gloria a Dios, Hallelujah. They get excited about that. You go to black church, it's a whole different story. They get excited. They say Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you. and they put that hip on, they put that hip on the and they ride that pony. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. They're getting excited about it. Same spirit, same God, but the Holy Ghost is moving in people differently. Amen? Can you say amen? amen? God don't care what your circumstances is. He says if you want to know him in a personal way, watch how the Lord, What this is important, how he maneuvers Victory for you that in the trials that are in your face. He'll pull you. He will extrapolate you out of stuff and places you have no business in. Amen? And I'll say something to you, young man, if you listening to me, young lady. You listen to me. God will never deliver you out of a temptation that you go out of your way to find. If you plan on going on a party... And you know there's going to be weed. Hey, you'll find out. These people that are smoking weed, they're going to find out one day that they're not smoking weed. The weed is smoking them. Destroying them. How can I know God in a personal way? I have to understand his ways. As he corrects you and corrects me in love. And then when he does that, then he directs us into the perfect will of God. When I first came to this church in 2008, I had uh, actually didn't want to come. They kind of, I was here earlier when they were looking for a pastor. But I heard how they treated some of them and the ones that are here that from there, they're not the ones that were doing that. But they, they just didn't really Treat pastors. I mean, they just didn't have a. I mean, it was just a, and, and I and, and and then and then I. Uh, I was. They wanted me. They wanted me to come and preach, on Sunday morning. What they call tryout. I wanted to. Say, what's that? Sixteen years ago. Sixteen years ago. So it was. It was a tryout. I wanted to say, you know, you guys are trying me out. I said, I'm gonna try you out right now do I want to be with you <laughs> no 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 I didn't I'm, I'm just telling you but I preached that morning and they wanted me to come back and they wanted me to sit here while they voted whether to retain me and I said no I'm not going to do that I said you can call me you can go ahead and call I'll come and, and accept Or and if you don't want me no big deal the Bible said God has already accepted me a long time ago. So, and uh, I said, well, how, 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 do, how do we, they said, just call me on my cell phone. I said, just tell me about what time you're having a service, about what time you think the vote will come in, and and I'll come, and I'll come if you want, if I'm accepted. So they called me, Gail and I was just driving around Sand Springs, looking, and and the phone call came. They said, this is so-and-so from the church, one of the board members that was over that at that time. He says, well, you this is so-and-so, uh, pastor, you're our pastor. I said, how much was the vote? And I, and I went in, he said, do you accept? I said, yeah, how much was the vote? I wanted to come in here with a whole bunch of people against me. And the vote was what we had asked the Lord for. It was way more than what we thought because of the history of some people. Some people are, you know, there's some people without God, they're against everything. They're not against it, they're against it. I'm, I'm against it. I'm against it. How have ever heard that? First of all, they need to get their vocabulary straightened out. So I came in. I don't know how I did it because I hadn't been in this church that much. I spoke a couple of meetings here, and I came in through there, and I was in there waiting, and uh, and I uh, and I had I brought a rod with me. Moses brought a big long stick. A staff. It was a staff. All over it. it had scriptures all over it. I brought it with me. I said, "I'll, I'll scare them." <laughs> no, that was. Not, I just thought I just brought that staff. To, so, so when they told me to come in, I walked in through that door right there, and I walked up on on the platform, and I had that staff with me, and they all kind of looked at me. I said, "This is not to hit anybody." Unless they need it, <laughs> and they all laughed anyway. Anyway, but this is the staff, and um, and I accept it being here. But you know, you can accept challenges, and the Lord can maneuver victory for you in the trials you face, and He understands. His He understands uh, how He corrects you in love and redirects your life. But the last thing that I want to say is what if. How can we know God in a personal way? Be sure the idea of God aligns with the Bible description of him. Say, be sure. My ideas align. They align with Bible's description of who God is. Because if you try to do it outside of God, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. There is no friend like Jesus. There's no one that can quiet our spirits and lift us up out of distress like he can. Like he can. He can come. When you know him, you can thrive in any situation. There is no exceptions. No one should tolerate abusive behavior or treatment or any other situation that the lord tells you that you are supposed to walk away from you're supposed to leave from those things are you listening to me yeah. if you want to get out of the stage of inner turmoil in your life and then you're watching me right now if you're wanting to get out of the state of inner turmoil in your life and you needing seek you need to seek rest and trust from the lord to handle your situation you're going to have to walk away from it. I said you're going to have to walk away from it, and you have to walk with Jesus. We have two choices, and I'm closing. I'm, 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 you ought to be glad I'm pastoring. When I was evangelizing, I'd preach a whole lot longer. I mean, I'd, I'd go and I'd go and because I know that it, I was only there for about four or five services, I'd hit him and run. I leave the pastor with it. And um, I remember one time I was in a revival for about two weeks and mother would always come and sit with her little child in the front row and would always, they would sit there and I would say, in conclusion. And I'd go about 15, 20 more minutes, sometimes 30 more minutes. And about the fourth day of the revival, the child said to the mom, "said what does Brother Torres mean when he says in conclusion? She says, nothing, dear, nothing. And when you come to the conclusion of your life, you realize you have to make a choice, either to continue to strive internally against the challenges that are in front of you, or choose to rest in the Lord and trust Him. And this doesn't mean we do nothing, but that we trust God to guide us and ultimately to resolve the situations that we are going through in our lives, whatever they are, children, family. Matter of fact, I, got, I wrote them over here. Family pressure, financial pressure, workplace pressure, whatever kind of pressure you're facing, God can bring you through all of that. Amen? I was telling Gail, just uh, yesterday, we went to hear a man from, uh, from Israel and his wife. They live in Israel. They've seen all kinds of turmoil. And they gave us education that CNN and Fox News will not give you of what's really going on. They've been there. How they think that our administra- current administration only is on Israel's side politically, but in their hearts, they're not. And the people in Palestine and Hamas, they literally think the Israeli people descended from apes and pigs. That's why they hate them. They said that. It's, a, it's a, they And they hate them. And that they say, talk about 130 hostages. Well, there's only 100 because 30 of them are already dead. They killed them. They're just holding 30 corpses. Now, he lives there. This is not... This is not no, you know, he knows what's going on. And I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just telling you, my friend, we live in the midst of distressful times. But God said, I am going to be your banner. Amen. I'm going to be your banner. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to talk with you. I'm going to be with you. Amen. I think of this young boy that just got out of the Okmogi jail, Aaron. Aaron King, God touched him by the power of God. His aunt traveled with us, went to Bible college with us for years. She's probably one of the one of the most talented vocalists, gifted artists. What readers have written at least a couple of hundred songs, I know. And then of course the lady that passed away was a good friend of ours, Dottie Rambo, who wrote The Perfect Rose and We Shall Behold Him. She's written over 2,000 songs. And uh, she told me, she said, if that boy can get out of that situation, it's gonna be a miracle. So the miracle took place just a few weeks ago. And God will give you a miracle, physical, mental, emotional, hallelujah. Cheryl, stand right where you are right now, would you? Father, I just speak. The miracles of God to flow right from the front of this stage, this platform to Cheryl's body. Heal every tissue, every cell, every organ in her body. Make everything work the way it worked the day that she got spanked when she was birthed and got into a perfect life. Bring it all back, Father. In the name of Jesus. Let her come back to be able to play that grand piano like only Cheryl could play that grand piano. In Jesus' name. Everybody believe that. Say amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Stand with me, please. We love you. We appreciate you. And we, we thank you so much for supporting us and being part of this church. And thank you for coming for celebration today, and we invite every single one of you, any any announcements? Everything good? When you're dismissed, everyone, I don't care who you are, well, I don't like sweets, well, you can eat sweets today, God will forgive you, okay? So you go back there, and and, uh, we'd love to shake your hand, and thank you so much for honoring us uh, on this March the 3rd. My birthday's March the 9th, but they wanted to catch me early. I guess they wanted to catch me while I was still young and kicking. I guess. <laughs> I guess that's what they thought. <laughs> but anyway, I just, I just really appreciate you, and uh, so we, we, we thank you so much, and love to shake your hand and hug your neck back there. So go back to everyone as welcome. There's, they got some stuff back there. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the blessing of the Lord that makes rich. That's no sorrow with it. I pray that you would touch every person, name by name person by person and bless this day in Jesus name and don't forget tonight at 6 o'clock where the the class begins at 6 o'clock it's going to be a wonderful time and you are going to be blessed to come to be at this class and don't forget next Sunday morning is our miracle service if you've got a son a daughter that's got a problem some a sickness an addiction whatever it is you need to come Matter of fact, we're going to have prayer claws that we're going to anoint. And we're going to give them to everyone that comes. And I'm going to ask Brother Lamb that's with that's going to be with us to pray uh, with us so that we can uh, pray for those that need a miracle and a healing next Sunday morning. Father, we ask that you would bless the food that's going to be there, the cake, the whatever it's going to have, fruit. In Jesus' name. Sanctify the food to our bodies. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Love you. Appreciate you guys.